Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. Are you ready for the Word of God? I love that. Hey, uh, we believe at Big Church that God is not looking uh, for perfection. He is looking for progression. Amen? And our life is filled with life lessons, and uh, we're always learning something about the life that we live. And so today I want to talk about a life lesson that I'm currently living. Often, um, I always when I jump on a stage, I always speak from a personal place. I either speak from a lesson that I have learned and I'll preach a message of victory, or I speak from a lesson I'm currently learning and I'll speak from a place of grace, or a lesson that I have not learned yet, and you'll probably hear me speak the message laced with mercy because uh, we need, I need a lot of help with that. But today I'm gonna talk about something that I'm currently going through. The title of my talk today is Stretched. Say stretched. stretched. I love the way you guys sound this morning. Uh, how many people have never heard me speak before? It's been a minute. How many people have never heard it? Well, we're so glad that you are here. Um, for those of you that don't know and those that maybe need reminded because it's been a while since I've been on the big church stage, uh, I'm a Hollaback preacher. Um, which means church should be enjoyed, not endured. Amen. Amen. If I say something that's good or remotely good, say, or you could say, come on, chicken legs. You can say, preach on white boy. You can clap. You can shout. You can make a face like you smell something nasty when really it's just God's glory. You know what I'm saying? So on the count of three, let's just practice a little talk back. One, two, three. Wow, that was a mixture. I don't even know what one in that race. Um, but today, uh, we're going to talk about being stretched, and we're going to talk about stretching faith. Amen? Amen? Amen. These last couple weeks, I have been very stretched. I share this to say um, so that you get a little bit of context of where I'm talking from. I think it's important to often know what people got going on in their life um, that produces the word that God is about to speak this morning. Um, I give God all glory, and I believe that we're blessed to be busy busyness is not a burden. Amen. It's important and, um, and it's a blessing. And so I want to talk about stuff that I do outside of the church. Some of you might think that this is my only Monday through Sunday gig I got going on. And that's not true. I'm one class away uh, from completing real estate school. Praise God. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll be doing that soon. Um, me and one of my best friends, Jackson McClure, he's a personal stylist for NFL athletes, NBA athletes, uh, really a lot of athletes, and I don't even know all their names, but he does all that stuff. And then my other buddy, Taylor, he's on MTV's Teen Mom, uh, married to Macy, and we are starting a a bracelet line and a bracelet business that when you buy a bracelet, it goes to bring help and aid to somebody with malaria, struggling with malaria. I think our first batch is going to go towards mothers that are impregnated with a baby to protect that baby from malaria and give them the aid and the medication that they need. And so hopefully in a couple weeks, we'll be launching that and it's going to be great, but it takes a lot to build a business. Hashtag stretched. I also work in marketing and events for Blue Halo Med Spa. How many were here uh, last week for Mother's Day? Who run the world? Mom, we love you. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that gift you got. That's because of the marketing of events with Blue Halo Med Spa. Um, but anyway, we're glad you came and uh, you got that gift. And then uh, the 
Second, or I'm sorry, the last thing that I do is I am the dog dealer of Louisville, Kentucky, surrounding cities and surrounding states. If you want a poodle, Yorkie, Shih Tzu, English Bulldog, French Bulldog, I'm your guy. I got all kinds of dogs on dogs, and I'd love uh, to deal to you. So hit me up. Um, uh, I deal hope, not dope, and dogs. So anyway, if you want one of those, just let me know. I got 18, um, but I'm not a deadbeat dad. Uh, 16 of them are in joint custody homes, and then one and two of them personally live with me. I send child support and all of that. They, it's my way of providing purebred puppies. <laughs> this is so funny, but it really is. It's my way of providing purebred puppies to people that uh, really want that, that know that their puppies aren't coming from a puppy mill. If you adopt dogs and you foster and you rescue, hashtag same sometimes, um, and I celebrate that and I like applaud you. I think it's amazing. Um, we just love dogs here. How many cat people are in the building? Yeah, you might want to find another church. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. We love you and your cats. Um, we'll just pray for you. <laughs> you guys are stretched. Anyway, so, so needless to say, with all of that being said, I am stretched. Can anybody relate that right now in your life you feel stretched? Does anybody, just by a show of hands, how many of you feel stretched in this place? Okay, so how many of you find yourself crying in your car? Yeah? Or being so mad that before you take it out on a member of your household or somebody in your family, you go to the gym and you take it out on the weights. Anybody been so mad before? You're like, I'm so, I'm pumping this stuff. You know what I mean? How many other people you go for a run and you stretch out your frustration in the miles that you run? Yeah? Oh, wow. She's awesome. <laughs> Not me. Anyway, uh, how many of you just have to turn on worship music and lock yourself in a room and just say, I am stretched, yeah? Yeah, same. Or you, you like do some scripture, you know what I'm saying? You don't snort drugs anymore. You're like, I love that line in Psalms. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta have that. Like, hit me with that good stuff, Holy Ghost. You, know what I'm you read that, like you don't do drugs no more. You do scripture. Like you have to have a word from God. How many people are so stretched sometimes that they eat a whole bag of Doritos? Yeah, amen, amen, or Taco Bell, or hell, whatever you want to say about it. Mystery meat in Jesus' name. Anyway, how many people, you're like, hey, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. We can all relate. If that is you, I believe that this message is for you. Look to your neighbor and say, stretch what your mama gave you. <laughs> How many people like to naturally stretch? How many people like that? Like you enjoy waking up in the morning and stretching. Anybody? Yes. Someone said, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. How many people like to stretch so much that you do yoga? Anybody do yoga? We were doing yoga. We do this thing called Man Monday. It's a guy group. And we went to yoga and we stretched out. And a lot of Christian people were like, no, don't do yoga. Hey, at the end when they do that namaste, I say namaste, I'm a Christian. <laughs> And I'm not going to do all that. So anyway, we were stretching. And man, I was, I was stretching ways I never thought I could stretch before. And I could hear the ripping of my muscles as we lifted one leg. And there was this one girl that was leading. And she's a little blonde girl. She was leading all us guys. God bless her. But leading all of us into stretches. And something about being around that girl made me want to get better at yoga. I left, like, I'm going to Lululemon, and I'm wearing yoga pants. I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm going to get those Lulu headbands. I'm about to carry one of those algae water bottles. Like, I'm about to become, I'm going to go on a hot rock and just 
yoga. <laughs> now I'm gonna stay Christian, but I'm gonna do yoga. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, I, I, she just challenged me. It's important to put yourself around people that challenge you to be the best you that you can be. God has called every single one of us to live a large life. Say large life. He has called us to be the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower, above and not beneath. I can keep going. A royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We are to be a light in the midst of darkness, the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth, not salty. He's called us to be sons and daughters of the living God. And if we are heirs with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we should act like it. We should talk like it. We should walk like it. We should do business transactions like it. Our money should look like it. Our friendships and relationships should look like the Lord that we serve. Amen? Amen. His will, his way, not ours. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. So all this crazy has to be corrected by the principles and precepts of heaven. Amen? Amen. So we're going to talk about how God wants us to live our lives large. And so you walked in the room And before I talk about this, I'm going to give you um, this scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, reading to 14 says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press, say press, on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed in me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus, say focus, on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you today humbly asking that we would hear your voice, that this message would do something on the inside of us to change um, everything around us. God, we believe that your word um, is inspired by you and taught by you. And so we ask that it would come like a double-edged sword dividing our soul and our spirit, our flesh and, and, and our spirit, and that it would change us, Lord. I pray that people would walk in, uh, walk out differently than the way that they came in. Holy Spirit of God, hover over us because we're the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and may every life leave here with the liberty that stretching has to offer. God, we um, are going to be careful about praying this prayer. And so if we mean it, please stretch us. If we don't, let us be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I say, if we mean it, stretch us. And if we don't, let us be. Too many people in the world today that go to church today, that hear Christian messages today, will say, God, use me. God, I'm just a tool in your hand, a paintbrush on this beautiful canvas. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a, I just want to be your son and your daughter speaking what you have. God, use me, use me, use me. And then you get upset and you're sending emails to your pastor saying, I just feel used. I, I, all I do is clean the toilet and I feel used. Or all I do, and Miss Rita would never say that she's an angel. All I do is cook that coffee for all them kids and they just suck it down and not say thank you. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you just want to complain, but then still ask God to use you. You can't say, God, use me, and then be mad that you're being used. 
Or a lot of people say, Lord, make me a bridge from those that are lost to those that become found. Lord, make me a bridge. I don't know why that's a prayer language. But Lord, make me a bridge to those that are in darkness. I want to bring them to marvelous light. Lord, make me a bridge to marry the church and the world together, Lord. Yeah, I don't know. I got to stop that. But, but Lord, make me be a bridge. And then you're mad because you feel walked on or walked all over. No, step on me so you can get a step up to see our Savior that has eyes of fire. To where do I look and where does my help come from? I look unto the Lord and he gives me what I need. You know what I'm saying? Like that thing of, of will you allow God to really use you and be okay with being used? And I understand though, we're human. We have flesh. We have our own desires. We have our own way of living. And sometimes you can be overused. And please be aware of what's too much and what you can continue to give. Amen? Because we don't want you to be burnt out. We want you to keep burning. But it's important to say to God, if I really mean this, stretch me. If I don't, please spare me. Because it's painful. Stretching is something that hurts. You got to stretch what your mama gave you, and that hurts. When we were doing yoga, I, I had went home and um, just was looking at ways that I could, you know, stretch well and become more flexible. Because I mean, guys, this is this is about all I got. You know what I'm saying? It's decent. I've been working on it. <laughs> Working on my fitness, I can't witness. Anyway, I've been working on that. You know what I mean? It took a long time to do that. Now, I could do some other things, but that took a while because I had to work at it. But I looked up uh, CNN, and they had some facts on, on what it was uh, listed on some reasons why it's important to stretch in the natural, which I believe can transcend to the supernatural. It says that it brings oxygen-enriched blood flow to your muscles. Did you know that God created man out of dirt? He grabbed a clump of dirt, and it was just dirt until God breathed into it. So basically, without the breath of God, you're a dirt bag. <laughs> Tell your spouse that one. No kidding. But really, without the breath of God, you're just dirt. I'm just dirt. I'll, okay, I'll target to myself. Kagan, you're a dirt bag without the breath of God. So that's why we need God to breathe enriched oxygen in our lives. Flexibility is circumstantial, and you can lose it. Wow. How many people forgot to flex their faith or become flexible with their faith, and they noticed that they started to lose it? How many people, you got saved, and your first six months of salvation, you could have destroyed hell with the squirt gun. <laughs> Satan, no swiping, you know what I'm saying? Like, psh, 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 psh. With a Nerf gun, like, come on, hit me up, ninja. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you would just take out hell with a short gun. But then now it's hard to even face the enemy when he speaks small, small lies into our life because we weren't flexing that faith. Tell your neighbor, stretch your faith, stretch your faith. Stretching in the natural, it also prevents wear and tear on your joints. Through this life, we will have great pain. But God says to take heart because he overcame the world. Flexing and being flexible with your faith gives your joints of life the amount of stretching that it needs so that you can continue to do what God has called us to do. I love this because through life we exercise, through transactions and relationships and things that we do, we exercise. And it says exercise has an effect on shortening muscles. 
And stretching will promote the proper amount of stress to promote growth in the tears that you have to make more muscle. Every time God bulldozes something, he bulldozes it to build it back up. He that be in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away, all are made new, which means God wants to remodel your heart. He wants to remodel your mindset. He wants to remodel your passions. He wants to get rid of the old and he wants to bring on new. And you have to stretch to rip what you thought you knew and say, God, teach me something new. Amen? It's important to stretch. And when you stretch, you catch the opportunity that God has for you. I want to look at a few people in the Bible um, that are important on teaching us what it's like to stretch. But before I do, many of you got a rubber band when you walked in, right? Let me see that rubber band. Just hold that in the air or your wrist or whatever. Let me just see that rubber band. This rubber band is a lot like your life and is it a lot like your faith. This rubber band is symbolic that your faith is pointless unless it is stretched. This rubber band is useless unless it's stretched. There's no reason to use this rubber band if you don't first stretch it and then let it hold something together. This is a lot like your faith your prayer life, your dreams, your ambitions, your business, your marriage, which I have no advice on, but all those things in your life, unless it's stretched, it will not properly be used. In this next season of your life, you're gonna be stretched. You're gonna be stretched with your territories. You're gonna be stretched with your businesses, your new homes, because that means new mortgages, which means new responsibility. That takes a lot of stretching. The new additions to your family, shout out Monica for a new brand new baby, beautiful. Um, new ideas, new dreams, and new relationships that come into your life, etc. Whatever is new in your life will take a new you to stretch. You've got to continue to stretch. The rubber band has to be stretched beyond its regular form to fulfill its purpose. Because without... This being stretched, it's just this. When God wants to do something beyond your regular form. So I know a lot of you were not created for mediocre. You weren't designed for average. You weren't designed just to do day in and day out. You were designed for a great destiny. I sound like Joel Olstein this morning, but it's true. Every day is a Friday. Kidding, that's not true at all. There's a lot of Monday mornings, and that is called stretching. That is called stretching. Love you, Joel. I think you're awesome. I didn't, if in case he hears the podcast, we love you um, here at Big Church. But God has something significant but it ha- for you, but you have to stretch it. Every time God did something significant in your life or in the lives that we're going to look at in the Bible, that person was personally stretched. A lot of people look at the highlight reel. God looks at the hard work. Many people like the Friday night, but God makes greatness in the Monday morning. He does amazing things when you allow him to and you stretch with him. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 31 and 33, it talks about King David. And as you guys know, uh, King David was just a pastor pastor boy. He took care of sheep by day and by night. He would fight off a lot of small things that led him up to fighting larger things. And he was just a man after God's own heart. He would sing songs to God. He would write songs. He would pray. He would, he just knew God by the cool of the day and by the fire of night. He just, he had a relationship 
relationship, a real, without religion and rules and regulations, relationship with God. It was important to, for him to spend time in God's presence. And that's where God would stretch him. That's where God would build him into being the man and the king and the millionaire and the warrior that never lost a battle that he had called him to be. But he had to stretch. One time, they were all the warriors were going against the Philistines. And there was this really tall, fat, big Philistine called, um, what's his name? What? Goliath, yeah, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Mess that one up. Anyway, Goliath, he was like cursing God. He was, hey, I've got a lot of information up here. Have mercy, okay? Uh, he, he, <laughs> there's a lot. Anyway, okay, come on, gang, keep it together. Anyway, Goliath was cursing God, was saying bad things about the Jesus that David loved. And all of these warriors that had all of the swords and all of the equipment, and they probably had heard message after message and speaker after speaker and song after song. They'd probably snotted and cried in the presence of God, so to speak, when it comes to warfare. They knew everything when it came to church or when it came to winning wars or when it came to fighting battles. But this Philistine was, was there and he was cursing the one that David cared so deeply about and it was Jesus and he said hey hold up I know I'm just here to bring cheese and crackers I'm basically a Papa John's delivery dude but do you not hear Goliath cursing our God and, oh wait, and are you guys okay with this and so at a young age that young man decided to be stretched yeah. never fought a war yet never had been in a battle but he knew that he needed to fight for what God fought for. And so he grabbed that slingshot. Anybody do this in elementary school? <laughs> he grabbed that slingshot and he put a smooth stone in that thing and he began to spin it and spin it and spin it. And he slung that thing to kill Goliath. He stretched himself to the point where he said, enough is enough and I'm gonna do what God calls me to do. I don't even know if this rock's gonna hit this big old dude in that big old head of his and he's gonna die, but I'm gonna try it anyway. In life, you may fail, but you have an opportunity to get up again. He had five stones. He said, I might miss this first stone, but maybe I got four more and I stand on a rock solid foundation and I'm gonna hit that thing right there in the eye. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna give you a little boom, who that hit. Anyway, but he did that. And that's the thing. If it was not stretched, someone sent it back. I love that. When you give, it gives back. Anyway, but this would not be a weapon. If I threw this at my enemy, it would have just hit him and bounced off. But until I stretch it, that begins to hurt. And that could destroy whatever's trying to destroy me. Amen. Amen. Esther chapter eight, verse four, it talks about a pretty little princess that ended up in a palace. And everybody loves to read the end of the story, but there's a lot of grind that gets to that glory. Let's look at the stretching that Esther had to go through. There was a call to kill all Jewish men and women. There was a call to destroy God's people. And Esther, a pretty girl that, that had a desire and had a purpose, said, I'm not going to allow this. 
So I'm gonna fast and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna bathe myself for hours and hours and cleanse myself with essential oils and I'm gonna prepare myself to stand before a king and stand up for my people. I'm going to choose to live a clean, righteous lifestyle so that I could stand in front of someone and say, spare my people, spare my generation, spare Louisville, Kentucky. I'm gonna stand before a king and I'm not gonna get distracted by all the glitz and the glamour, but I'm gonna do what God has called me to do and I'm going to sit in this palace and I'm going to preach to my man now, the king, and I'm going to tell him to let my people go. I'm going to tell him to spare my people. She had the opportunity to live the lavish life. She didn't have to say anything. I mean, she started from the bottom and now she was there. She had every contour kit that she wanted. She had all those... uh, hair extensions and she had all the jewelry and she had all the diamonds and the, uh, all the things that, that she wanted. But she said, I'm not going to be distracted by that because I've got a destiny to do what God has called me to do. Money can't move me. The movement and the purpose of God will. And so she get in front of the king and she said, it ain't happening today. Tell the devil, no, not today. And you might be my husband, king, whatever his name was, but it ain't happening today. Spare my people. We look at the man with the withered hand in Matthew chapter 12, verse 11 through 12, and it talks about a man that doesn't even have a name. By Bible, he's called the man with the withered hand. He's got a failure and a flaw that literally is labeling his life. This is for somebody today. Your issue is not your identity. Your problems are not who you are personally. You may struggle with it because the struggle is real, but so is your savior. And he can, and he will set you free. He has paid the ultimate price for you so that you don't have to be withered, but you can win in life. This man with the withered hand, it's embarrassing, I'm sure. It's humiliating, I'm sure. They're calling him by his issue by name. But Jesus says, no, stretch that weakness out. Stretch out your hand and I'll heal you. Stretch out that weakness because in our weakness, he is made strong. And that man with the withered hand was completely healed and got strength to the hand because he stretched his hand forth. We're gonna look at Moses. And Moses was in the middle of, of, of war and he was in the middle of, 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 a, of a place of worship and it didn't look so good and he didn't know if they were gonna win and God says, well, worship me and I will fight on your behalf. And so he stretched out his hands in worship, surrendering his, his setback, surrendering his fear and he stretched out his hands and he got a little tired. And some of his friends, this is why it's important to have some friends. Can I have another rubber band real quick? What's so important here at Big Church is, say that I've got a little dent in this rubber band right here. I'm a little weak in this area right here. There's a, you know, there's a, there we go. See, we got a little dent right there. <laughs> anyway, hey, we got a little dent right there. I'm weak in the area of, we'll say, my money. I'm weak. I can't save money. I don't know how to invest money. But here's the thing. Roger, that goes to Big Church, he actually does, and he believes that uh, we're to be the head and not the tail, and he believes that God has called us to create wealth not, and, and to be the lender and not the borrower. We don't have to live in debt, but we can actually provide for other people. And so I go to Roger, and I'm like, yo, Roger, I need some help with my money, man. Can you just teach me some principles and some things that I need to do and how to save? And he's like, yeah, I go to big church and hashtag we're better together, so let's do it. And so I'm weak in that area, but he's strong, and we stretch together, and it creates something powerful and it's a force 
that can't be reckoned with. That's why we all need each other here. If you're struggling, I might have strength in that struggle and I can pull you to my place. Vice versa, we can help each other here at Big Church. That's why we're not a church, we're a community and we'll live that more than we'll say that. Amen, Big Church. I believe that. You guys are amazing at community here. And so Moses has his hands high in worship because sometimes you feel so stressed and so stretched that you don't know if you can do it on your own. That's why you have to have a friend, hold here, hold here, and look to where our help comes from. You know, the most important man that'll ever live stretched. And he stretched for us. And because of his stretch, demons flee. Darkness is destroyed. Marriages are made whole. Lives are liberated. Hearts are healed. Souls are truly satisfied by the source of, and the author of their life. Things have been changed and rearranged because a man decided to stretch. And he was fully man, fully flesh, having temptation. But he was also fully God. And he decided in the Garden of Gethsemane, so much so he was stretched and he was stressed that he sweat out blood. I'm going to die today. This is going to be hard for me. Everybody has betrayed me. I don't really, God, if this cup can pass for me, will you let it? Please, I'm too stretched. I, I don't know if I can do it. He's talking to his father. Dad, uh, my brothers and sisters have betrayed me. In me, your only begotten son, you're going to send me to death for people that betray I don't know if I can do this, God. If this, if this cup can pass for me, let it, cut. let it pass, let it pass. And he prays a little bit longer. Sometimes when you're stretched, you just gotta pray a little longer. Sometimes when you're stretched, you gotta put yourself, you gotta put yourself in the presence of God and say, God, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I need you to take my weakness and I need you to make it strong. God, I don't know if that was the right move, but I made that move and, and you're the God that can fix my mistakes. So will you help me? All you gotta do is pray a little longer because God's prayer, Jesus' prayer went from let this cup pass from me to a couple hours later, if this is your will, I'll take the cup. And he made up his mind, which is the most important place you can do. You can just do things with your hands or your actions or even with your mouth sometimes, but it always starts from your mind. And Jesus made up his mind for you, for big church and for the city of Louisville. I'm going to stretch my life across the cross and I'm going to die a brutal, disgusting death, not so that we don't have to, but so he can teach us how to. Jesus didn't die so you don't have to. Jesus died to show you how. And they beat him with the cat of nine tails over and over to where bone showed through his flesh, blood oozing out on a dusty Middle East dirt floor. And he carried across to the marketplace and they went to this mountain where they hung him high and they stretched his arms wide and they put nails in his hand and a crown of thorns on his head and he died a brutal death. And then three days later, he got up again with all power, all dominion, all authority, destroying darkness, destroying the works of the devil and coming to you today to say, hey, I can set you free. You just got to stretch. Whatever you have, stretch it out towards me because I can redeem it. I can make dead things come to life again. Today, if you, you may say like, this is an obstacle, 
My marriage is an obstacle. My business, it's a massive obstacle. These people in my life are a, an obstacle. My, my, my own struggles and my own insecurities are massive obstacles. I don't know if I can do it. Maybe it's not an obstacle, but it's an opportunity for you to stretch and say, God, see me stretching. Would you stretch with me? Will you give me strength? And would you give me source to do what you've called me to do? As you guys stand up on your feet, I'm looking over a crowd of people that have chosen to stretch. I know the lives you live. I don't really know all the hardships you have to endure, but I know we've got great quality people here at Big Church, and you do great quality things. And with that comes great stress, hardship, lack of peace, heartache, whatever that may be. That it, it takes a lot of work to have what you have. But there's something so sweet and encouraging and knowing that the Savior of the world is with you when you stretch. Amen. Press on towards the goal that God has for you. Stretch on towards the goal that he has for you because God's got you. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.